0: You're listening to Life Skills 101 on the Ultimate Homeschool Podcast Network. Welcome to Life Skills 101, a production of the Ultimate Homeschool Podcast Network and True North Homeschool Academy. Your host, Lisa Neering, has homeschooled her five kids for the last 29 years. She has a master's degree in human brain development and a master's in marriage and family therapy. She is currently the owner of True North, offering everything from Hebrew classes to chemistry. She and her husband, Dr. David Neering, are passionately committed to equipping fellow homeschoolers and Christians with the tools and resources necessary to navigate a complex world in need of a savior. Now... Without further ado, your host. Well, hey, everybody. This is Lisa from Trinorth Academy, and I am back with another podcast to talk to you about education and how to raise your kids. <laughs> so, today we are going to be talking about elementary school, and some of you might have heard part of this. Um, we're going to do a little brief, um, you know couple parts to this, but you might have heard part of it at some of the conventions or conferences that I've done, but I'm going to pull it all together for you here. So as you're homeschooling elementary school, um, it uh, to me, honestly, elementary school is one of the most fun times to homeschool your kids. It's such a great um, time to be part of their education because the world is so new to them and everything that they experience is like a whole new thing. Um, So I just want you to keep in mind that though, as you're educating your kids, because Um, You might feel frustrated that they're not getting the lesson fast enough, or they just might seem a little slow, but you have to realize that a lot of times their experience, it's the first time that they've encountered this thing. So when you start homeschooling your kids, most often, if you're starting in elementary school, they start out illiterate, (laughs) which is kind of an interesting thing to think about because there's such a huge gap between being an illiterate person and being a literate person. And so your kid is going through this huge, huge learning curve as they gain literacy. And I want to talk for a minute about what a learning curve is. I did a whole YouTube um, session on what a learning curve is because I think it's a really important educational tool and it's something to keep in mind as as we're teaching others and teaching ourselves. So a learning curve is just very simply the person's rate of progress in gaining experience or a new skill. And a lot of times it feels like we're doing a lot of starts and stops. Like we're just like, we're not getting it. And all of a sudden we get it and then we forget it. And then we learn it a little bit, but usually it just does a nice little curve. But I want you to think about some of the things that are involved in a learning curve. As you gain efficiency, as you gain experience, um, your ability to take a new information is going to plateau. And at that point, you're going to just be able to take an in information about that particular subject or topic at a very quick rate. So as you gain experience with anything, the quality of how you learn it goes up, the speed in which you learn it increases, you more efficiently learn it. In other words, it doesn't take you so much time and the cost of learning it goes down. And by cost, I mean time, effort, or money. So think about that as we're educating our kids. Um, I like to tell this story. My kids were in Shakespeare camp for years and years and what it was a full- a full Shakespeare play that they did every summer. And about a month before the Shakespeare play camp started, they would get the Dover edition of the Shakespeare play. And again, it was a full length play. So their job was, they had their parts underlined and their job was to memorize their part before they came to play practice. And play practice consisted of six days of six hours of practice before the presentation, which was done in a park. So it was literally Shakespeare in a park. And again, it was a two hour play. So when they first got the Dover edition book, they they would read it and they were like, I don't get my part. I don't know what they're talking about. I don't understand what this play is. It's like in a different language. And in fact, it was because Elizabethan languages is a little bit different than modern day English. And so they had to get familiar with. Um, the language and the context and the characters and the plot and the theme and all the things. And so when they first picked it up, it literally seemed like a second language. Um, by the fourth or fifth time, they were like, oh, okay, I kind of get my part. Like this is, I can't, I kind of get it. And by the 10th time, they were memorizing huge chunks. They were getting into it. They were seeing the brilliance of Shakespeare. They were making jokes in our house with the language and the phrases and everything. And by the time they hit that um, Shakespeare camp, the first day at camp, they not only had their part memorized, but everybody else's part memorized too. They understood the play and now they were just ready for blocking and practicing together as a team. And I, I think that's a great illustration of a learning curve because a lot of times when your kid's learning something new, like how to read, It is literally a foreign language. Symbols are different. Like how does the sound be represented by some circles and and lines on a page and all that kind of thing. So keep that in mind as you're educating your kids. Sometimes that learning curve can be pretty steep and it just seems like they're never gonna get it. And other times people just walk into it and they're like, easy peasy, I get this. And, And it all has to do with, their age, the presentation, their learning styles, what's going on in the rest of the world at that time. I mean, there's so many variables that go into how we acquire information, but having that that tool, uh, the learning curve tool in your toolbox is a great one to have as a home educator. I want to talk to you really briefly about what your role is, your parental role, as you're educating your kids as a homeschooler, and even if you're not. So your parental role is really to introduce your kids to the world. And that is such an exciting thing to do because you have so much life experience and you have read so many books and you've gone so many places and to be able to introduce your kids to things that are important to you, that are exciting to you is just so much fun. And then also you get to dive deep into things that are exciting to your kids. And that's really super fun too. Um. And then you can just take rabbit trails. Anyway, it's just a lot of fun. The other part of your role, though, is to keep them safe physically, mentally, socially, and spiritually. Your kids don't have the discernment to know when they're walking into a murky situation. You have time on the ground. (laughs) You've been on this planet longer than they have. You understand that there are some things that your kids are just too young to get. And we all know that Corey Ten Boom story. Um, about her wanting to ask her dad about sexuality, I believe it was, and her dad said, "You're just not ready to open that suitcase." And I'm probably totally bungling that, but your kids aren't ready for everything at a really young age, and so it's your job. Um, you're you have a parental role that's a God-given role um, to protect your kids physically, mentally, socially, and spiritually. And some kids need more protection than others in certain areas. So you really need to have discernment. Get to know your kids. What are they capable of? Do they have a natural gift of discernment? Are they just so trusting of everybody and everything? It's your job to really discern that and help your kids navigate the world in a safe way and to, and to help them realize that it is a safe, amazing, wonderful world as long as they do certain things and keep certain boundaries in place. Another part of your role as a parent is to ensure a strong start academically. And no matter what you, what educational model you choose, if you have your kids go to a public school or a private school or homeschool, it is ultimately your job to understand where your kids are at academically. And we've worked with families who've had their kids in private school for 10, 12 years, and their kids have made A's the entire time. And then they take a standardized test and all of a sudden they realize that their kid never went past third grade of math or they really are a functional illiterate. And so really, ultimately, parents, it is your job to understand where your kids are at academically, make sure that the grades match up with what you think is happening with them academically and to take the steps to remediate them if they need it or help them grab more challenge if they're ready for it. So ultimately, regardless of what educational model and system you use, parents, that's part of your role. Um, we have a great diagnostic tool at Trinorth Home School Academy called the Performance Series Test. I like it a lot because it actually tests the kids on their individual and grade level abilities. So it's a great tool to just see do we just need to tweak the curriculum? Or are they really a couple years behind their peers? And this whole idea that your kid is never behind, I just want to debunk that for a minute because if you have a special needs or a doubly gifted kid, <laughs> And you're a parent and you understand education. You might have this knowledge. You just know because you know your kids, you know the system, that they are, in fact, behind. And that can actually be a very scary feeling as a parent. Now, if you think that your kid is behind and they're not going to get caught up and they're not going to be up to speed when they need to go on to hire academics or launch as an adult, then again, it's your job to help them figure out how to get remediation or get more challenge. Um, But it's your job to help your kids navigate those waters and being behind, okay, like it's, it's standards that we've put in place, but that's because there's developmental standards that are congruent and consistent across child development. And so it's just not made up stuff um it has to do with what can your kid do and again our goal as parents is to launch our kids successfully as adults so that they're safe they can stand on both of their feet and not get <laughs> blown down by the many voices that are speaking into them and part of our job in doing that is to really assess and evaluate clearly consistently and with kindness are our kids on track and some kids have more natural ability than others some kids have a, have a better work ethic than others there, again there's so many variables but Understanding what those standards are and understanding if your kids are meeting those standards or not is going to be helpful to you as a parent, especially as you're educating them, but just in general, as a parent whose role is to make sure that your kid is ready for the next thing. So if you feel like your kid is behind, get a great diagnostic assessment. That's just a tool. It doesn't pigeonhole your kid. It doesn't mean that they're less than or better than or anything like that. It just means you're gathering information about your kiddo to help them do the next thing well, as well as possible. Okay. So um, I I like the diagnostic tools when needed because I think they're really helpful. Um, And again, if you're, if you feel like your kid is behind or they they lost some years or they had a medical issue or you moved or so many things come at us and we might um, take a hit academically, but your kid is not so far behind that there's not the possibility to catch up. And if you're not sure how to do some of that remediation, um, reach out to us at True North Homeschool Academy. We have academic coaches and advisors, and we love to help you guys really make the most of your time so that you can enjoy homeschooling and get your kiddo to the next step. The other um, role that you have as a parent is (laughs) to be able to balance tasks versus relationships. Now, some of us are more task-oriented. Some of us are more relationally oriented. If we're a task-oriented parent and we have a relational kid um, and we want to get the job done and they want to sit and chat it up, that might drive us a little crazy or vice versa. If we want to chat it up and we have a kid who's like, go, go, go. So you want to be aware of what's your natural inclination? Is it to task or relationship? And what are your kids and your spouse and all that kind of thing? It's just part of understanding how you're all going to work together in a family. But one of the ways to make it easier, uh, well, let me just back up for a minute. So as parents, We're always in this um, in this push pull between tasks and relationships because we are supposed to be the relationship person in our kids life we're supposed to be telling them how to interact with the world and interact with their siblings and each other so we're teaching them a lot of tasks regarding relationships. But we also have to get the tasks done as parents. We have to get our kids dressed and feed everybody and make sure the dog barf is cleaned up off the floor and all those practical things that are task related. Um, And now so many more of us are working while we homeschool. So we have that additional task and the relationships related to that. It can be just a very complex thing to manage. I want to give you a tip about how to make that balance easier. And that is to remove the low level decisions in your life. So really we all start with a basket of decisions that we get to make every day. And as we take out decisions, we empty that basket. And so we can, by 10 a.m., if we've made 400 decisions already, because we have five kids and dogs and animals and all the things, We might run out of decisions to make for the day. And then all of a sudden we have decision fatigue. We're just done for the day. So if you can make those low-level decisions automatic, then you don't have to think about them every day. Okay, here's a couple of examples. When are you going to start school? Well, for many years, we started at 9 a.m. And I didn't really care when the kids got up, but they just had to have their chores and breakfast done by the time we started our morning meeting at 9 a.m they got to make those other decisions on their own. Some kids got up early and did some reading and other things on their own. Other kids got up at 10 up, ran around quickly, and were sitting down by 9am. The other thing have really simple lunches, really simple dinners, um, divide the chores up, teach your kids how to do the chores really well. So you're not continually training in chores and, and all that kind of thing. So there's a lot of low level decisions. You can just um, outsourced to like, we're going to just do it this way. And then you don't have to make those decisions every single day. I think we all know the story of Steve jobs, how he wore the same clothes every single day, the same colors, the same cut and style. He just had like 10 of the same. And then he ate the same thing for lunch every day. And a lot of people who are really high performers, they make those decisions. They're just done. And then they don't have to use up their decisions throughout the day on those low-level decisions. They're already done. So that might just be a helpful way to understand how to balance that task and relationship. The other thing is just to establish routines and habits for your family. We always had like a morning cleaning thing where we would just sweep, feed the dogs, all the kind of things, put the dishes uh, away um, and that kind of thing because we all ate at home and there was a lot of meals and a lot of food prep and a lot of food cleanup. And so we just had certain routines throughout the day where we try to pick up as much as possible. And you can do the same for clothes. Your kids don't need a zillion clothes. I mean, they, you know, have clothes for play, have clothes for church and special occasions, but they don't need 400 t-shirts um, and that kind of thing. So just take some of that off your plate. It makes everything else easier. All right, the other big part of a parent's role is this, and that is for you to lay a firm foundation for your kids. And I want you to think about it this way. You are not just raising kids. You're not just raising adults. You are raising eternal beings who will live forever. And so you have this beautiful and sacred work of laying a firm foundation for them. And that can be a daunting task and you might not feel up to it, but you have God's grace on your side and you have the Holy Spirit on your team. So if you feel like it's heavy work, just, just seek out the Lord and ask Him what you're supposed to do and how to get it done. He's faithful to answer. Um, and look, homeschooling. I just want to be clear: homeschooling is not going to save every, anybody. But your job is to be faithful and let God t- take care of the outcomes. So, um, I just want to take that burden off of you. If you feel like you're homeschooling and it's gonna, it's gonna make everything great in the world, it might make some things great. And <laughs> it might not. I mean, there's no guarantees. But again, your job is to be faithful. And do what you're called to do, and then let God take care of the outcomes. That's a higher pay grade than you you work at. Um, But I do want you to really consider the fact that you are raising eternal beings. And what does that entail? Um, Hopefully in your life, it entails reading the scripture and helping them understand that we are in the presence of a holy God as we walk this earth. And that he has a calling on all of our lives. Um, and that the Bible is God's word to us and that we also get to communicate to him through prayer. So I hope that you do those two things in your home with your kids. Um, you are really laying a firm foundation as you do those things. So I hope this little bit has been helpful. Um, I'll be back to talk about (laughs) more things related to homeschooling as we go. And I look forward to talking to you then. Thanks.